0: This is Terrio Media. With money, that's kind of the motivation. I want to get to a point where it becomes a non-factor, where, you know, to help these other families, we want to get to a point where, for us, it was a non-factor in the hospital, but for them, it is a factor. How do we give them the, the hope and just a little something to get them through the day, get them through the month, and uh, maybe, that's, maybe, that, maybe that changes their life.
1: I'm Matt Dario of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show and welcome to another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. Alrighty, so on today's episode of Thought Leader Thursday, I'm joined by a devoted father, 2008 CrossFit Games champion and recipient of the Spirit of the Games Award at the 2009 CrossFit Games and is the founder of NC Fit. Not to mention being selected to participate as a member of Team USA in 2012, 13 and 14 CrossFit Games Invitational. So please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Jason Kalipa. Jason, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate you for having me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad to have you here and I'm, I'm look, we have a mutual friend and he made the introduction so I'm really looking forward to get uh, get to know you. I mean, the, what you've accomplished is amazing in CrossFit so congratulations there. Oh, thank you. You bet. Um having been a a recovering crossfitter, I did that for a couple years and I don't think I had one day out of those 2 years where I wasn't sore. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm getting too old for this. Anyway, what were you doing just before CrossFit and what inspired you to take it on at such a high level?
0: Um, before I, I was introduced to CrossFit, I was doing the, mainly the conventional gym thing, uh, a lot of bodybuilding type workouts. I was also doing some jujitsu, some Muay Thai, but primarily, you know, I got introduced to it really young. So I was doing mainly high school sports. And then when I got out of high school and went to college to go, um, I was going to pursue football, it ended up not working out. And that's really when I found bodybuilding, and then I got into CrossFit shortly after that, and uh, been doing it ever since.
1: It's great. What, are you? You're not competing today anymore, are you? You're all done.
0: Well, I have a. I, so I competed eight times in CrossFit games, seven times an individual, and one time as a team. Mm-hmm. And and then in 2016, I stopped competing. Our daughter got sick and stopped competing. Then she's doing well now. But um, in May of this year, I'm competing in a what they're going to call a legends event. So that mm. should be interesting. So I got invited to do this event. And so I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Fantastic. So what, what is life looking like for you right now, getting prepared for that?
0: Uh, I mean, well, obviously from a, from, you know, you know, I have our business, my family and the fitness. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I mean, we have locations all over. So trying to make sure we're growing the right way with our company, um, trying to be as good of a husband and father I could be. And then obviously I'm just trying to get in the training protocol, at least, you know, I add in jujitsu about three days a week, but mm-hmm. I try and get in at least you know, thirty minutes of fasted cardio in the morning, some type of like mainly like CrossFit high intensity training midday, and then every now and then try and get something in later on in the evening for like twenty minutes of just stamina work to try mm-hmm. and get me ready for that. But I'm not putting in nearly as much volume as I used to put in.
1: Got it. You know, you just said something and I was gonna to ask you a self serving question. So is there there's something to the uh, the fasted cardio in the morning
0: yeah i mean it's just something i like to do you know for me mm-hmm. i think your body's just kind of like your, your own laboratory and just test out different things try doing cardio while fasting try it after eating and see how you feel for me i like doing that kind of stuff without much in my stomach mm-hmm. um also been playing around obviously with different diets different coffees different this different that just to see what works and what i like and what i don't like
1: Mm -hmm. Is that the answer? Because I mean, there's so much, I mean, someone will say eat six small meals a day. The other person will say the intermittent fasting. So is it just a testing thing to see what works best for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been in doing this long enough to realize that everybody has their opinions and it's important that if you're going to have your opinions, you need to find what works for you. And everything's going to be a little bit different for your lifestyle and what you have going on because you have intermittent fasting then you have eat six small meals a day. Then you have, um, you know, um, looking at how many hours you actually eat versus not eat. So like intermittent fasting, you could be not eating for 24 hours, whereas just consolidating the amount of time, you can give yourself, let's just say an eight-hour window to eat. Um, or you can start talking about keto, which is high fat, you know, moderate protein, low carb. Mm-hmm. Or you can talk about paleo. There's so many different options out there. And Most people, you know, they wake up and they kind of feel like crap. And they go throughout the day and sometimes they feel like crap. And a lot of that has to do with your nutrition and what you're filling your body with. And if you mm-hmm. play with that, you never know what you can do.
1: Got it. All right. We'll get back on track here, but I'm going to keep all that in mind. Because I'm always just wondering which one do you follow? Because you said everyone's got their own opinion, but it seems like everyone has a study to back up their opinion. And I'm just like, well, well, all these studies seem to contradict each other.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I like right now. What I think is pretty powerful right now. I mean, if I was a young, if I'm as an entrepreneur, I think mental clarity is super important. And I think that a lower carb diet generally leads to better mental clarity. Meaning you're not gonna have these spikes up and down of these highs and lows. You're not gonna have this brain fog. You're just gonna feel more consistent. Now there's various ways to do that, but that's just something I've found success with is a lower carb diet. And then also when you start looking at your body, it, you know if you're feeling like crap and you constantly, your stomach is constantly in pain, you might need to look at gluten, you might need to look at dairy and start taking that out. And just listen to your body.
1: Right, cool, thank you. Um, the N- NC Fit, did I say that correctly? Yeah. Okay. What, what, is it, what does your business do?
0: So we used to be called NorCal Cross, which is where the NC came from. And we used to provide CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And over the years, what we've been able to do is we've now pivoted from just CrossFit to a variety of programs. So we have three main verticals of our business. We have our open to the public locations that you could go to. We mm-hmm. have our corporate locations, which we have corporate um, centers inside companies all over the world. Western Digital probably being our biggest partner, or definitely being our biggest partner. And we have Lucasfilms and other partners that we basically provide service-based fitness in. So that's a second vertical. And then lastly, we have our digital products um, where we have our own app and um, things of that nature.
1: Got it. So did that, that start after uh, competition or kind of go and coincide with it?
0: Coincide, yeah. So I graduated from college in 2008. I won the CrossFit Games then. And then I opened up our gym at the same year. And then they basically kind of both grew as, as the time went on.
1: So you're an entrepreneur, you're an amazing athlete, and you're an author. You got the book, yeah. uh, As Many Reps As
0: Possible. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. That? So, you know, basically what happened was I wanted to write a book, I don't know, maybe like four years ago. Just about, I used to travel a couple hundred days a year. I don't know how much you travel, but when you're traveling a lot, I pick up books in the airport bookstore, and I'm looking for some type of, I don't know, Insight, and mm-hmm. I just everything I saw didn't align with what I was actually seeing in real life. So, it'd say work less, get paid more. And from my experience, it wasn't that way. So I wanted to write a book about just kind of hard work, and it it kind of took a turn. Our daughter was diagnosed with leukemia in early 2016, and so it kind of shifted my mindset. And so what the book is about now is about you know basically being as present and as focused in each facet of your life as you can to get as much productivity throughout your day so that if God forbid anything ever happened to you in your life, you're best prepared to attack it. That's kind of how it shifted from just being out of hard work to being about being present, focused, and having hard work across all the things you do in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice philosophy. The as many, the, the AMRAP philosophy, right? I remember that from Well, CrossFit.
0: yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've done CrossFit, I mean, you know that basically AMRAPs are so valuable because you're pushing against the clock, right? And so for me, basically in each area of my life, I'm trying to get as many reps as possible. So if I'm with my kids, I'm If I'm with my wife, I'm wrapping. And when you take that philosophy, someone who's never heard of an AMRAP, just think about it this way. If I ask you to do as many push-ups as you can in one minute, right, that's all you're going to focus on. You're not going to do anything else but that. And now imagine if we could take that focus from push-ups and translate it into emails or translate it into something else.
1: Got it, got it. Yeah, just I I wish I would have um, picked it up before we started recording, but uh, I went ahead and I bought 10 uh, 10 copies before we started recording.
0: Oh, thank you uh, so much! I hope you you like the book.
1: Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out for sure. And if you're watching this on YouTube, the first ten people to comment below, we'll go ahead and send you out a free copy. I'll pay for the shipping and everything. We'll send it right out to you. Alrighty, so uh, that's a good way to get uh, Jason's book. Check him out. I'm gonna check it out. So, Jason, what do you like best about what you do?
0: Well, I mean, I like the fact that I can help people. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I remember when I first got out of college and I was looking at different finance jobs and different things like that. And I remember I decided to open up a gym. And at the time it was pretty nerve wracking, right? I mean, you're a twenty one-year-old kid about to start a business. I had no money, no credentials, nothing. And I remember my dad said to me, He's like, Hey, look, you know, this is obviously this isn't the path that he would have chosen, right? He wanted to be more conservative. He's an engineer. But at least what we were doing was ethical and helping people. And so for me, What I like is that we have a business and we're not a nonprofit. So we do make profits, of course, Mm -hmm. but we're founded on trying to get people in better shape and then our coaches provide for them and et cetera. So it makes me feel good that we're kind of doing something bigger. And then how do we take this community and then do even bigger things for the rest of the community? Is The next step that we need to kind of dive into.
1: Got it. You know, in today's world of social media and so many different avenues for people to promote their business, um, I'd, I'd imagine you're leveraging your, your celebrity to, to promote your business as well. Um, how is that, what does your marketing look like?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, we have a decent social presence. Um, we have a couple of podcasts and things of that nature. But for us, the digital products have been a good way to reach the greater audience. I think that's mm-hmm. something I wish I would have recognized earlier. As I was competing in the highest level, you know, we'd make money off selling T-shirts and things of that nature. But what I never recognized is that we had our gyms that were doing great. But if you lived in Germany and you wanted to be a part of our brand, the only way you could do it was through our t-shirts. What mm-hmm. I wish I would have recognized earlier is that how do we create a digital product to allow this person in Germany to feel a part of what we're doing? And so now that's, that's one of the things we've done. We create our own app for gym owners and for athletes at home. And that's been a, um, a really good way to leverage our digital presence and social media to your point.
1: Got it. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm looking behind you. I'm seeing all the, the awards and the medals and the trophies. Uh, which one is, you, which one is you, is most special to you and why?
0: It's a great question. I think this one, uh, this one is a third place at uh, the CrossFit games in 2014. I took third overall in the world. And I feel like at that point, you know, I, I stood on the podium with both my kids and that was a big accomplishment because it took a lot of time and effort to learn how to balance competing at the highest level, building a business, and also trying to be the best father and husband I could be. And so that was a good representation of all of that culminating together. Mm-hmm. And then after that day, I, you know, I was my last time competing as an individual. And so that was a, that was a big accomplishment for me.
1: That's awesome. Congrats. You know, I, I read a little bit of, about your daughter. So I know that your, your personal life has been, had some ups and downs and, and thank God it's, it's up right now. Your business is going well. You, you have the, the training to, um, to always consider. So there's an amazing amount of things there to balance in life. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs look for any advice they can to get that work-life balance. Is that something you strive for? Is that something you've attained? Uh, what have you learned along the way that might help another entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to the AMRAP mentality. I think for a while, you'd find me uh, on conference calls with Asia on a headset like this mm-hmm. and riding a, a bike, trying to get in my cardio. And I'd be the guy who'd, you know, be on mute the whole time. And then all of a sudden they'd, they'd ask me a question. I'd unmute it. Be like, yes, I think it's a good idea. Mute back again because I was <laughs> out of breath. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize at the time was I was, I was actually cheating myself on both ends, meaning because I was, I wasn't getting the most out of my cardio. That's for damn sure. And I also wasn't getting the most out of that call. I would always finish the call and ask myself, could I have done a better job then? Right. Mm-hmm. Could I have done a better job? And so you know, when you talk about work-life balance or life balance or this and that, I've known so many people, I'm sure you have too, who are so busy but never seem to get anything accomplished. And I think it's because they get about 80% of the way and they, for lack of a better term, just kind of, they, they don't finish, right? And I, So something I've incorporated is this idea that I wake up every morning and I say to myself, okay, what are my priorities? What am I trying to get accomplished? How do I segment out my day, AMRAP each focus, and then kind of, at the end of the day, reevaluate, how did I do today to AMRAP that? Look at a big picture, look at a small picture, but basically when I'm at work, be at work. When I'm at home, be at home. And when I'm training, train. And that's been a great way to kind of get more work done in less time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know, Jason, with being so immersed in in your sport and in your business, what do you wish you could talk about more that you don't get the opportunity to?
0: Well, I mean, I'm a a big sucker for some great coffee. I'm a big, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, obviously, I'm. I wish I could start a business that's a, a, a coffee bar and a gym put together. But I mean, obviously, I talk mainly about the fitness business, and and because that's what I'm really passionate about. That's what I live in day in and day out. And obviously, I'm I'm very passionate about uh, our philanthropic efforts, pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you know, my wife and I fundraise heavily for that, and we put on a lot of events for that. Um, and so that's something else I, I I'm strongly pursuing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. That's something that you're actively involved in right now.
0: Yeah. My wife and I, we, we host events and we do a lot of blood drives. And I mean, that's something, you know, when our daughter was diagnosed, we recognized that we were so fortunate to be in the position we were in. And so now we kind of want to pay it forward and help other families. Cause a lot of them don't have the resources that, you know, guys like you and I might have and, mm-hmm. you know, money, it's a weird thing. The way money works like money, I just want money, just like my fitness. I want to be a non-factor meaning with my fitness, like if someone's listening to this and they've never really been motivated to work out, like I get it. If you don't care about a six pack abs, like I get it. If you don't care about the health benefits, I get it. Like by now, if you're forties and you don't care, you're probably never going to care. Right. But maybe what you do care is that, you know, one day when your kids get older, you just don't want fitness to ever play a role where you can't do something if they want to do it. And with money, that's kind of the motivation. I want to get to a point where it becomes a non-factor where you know, to help these other families, we want to get to a point where, for us, it was a non-factor in the hospital. But for them, it is a factor. How do we give them the, the hope and just a little something to get them through the day, get them through the month? And uh, maybe that's maybe that, maybe that changes their life. You never know, no.
1: Right. You know, if my audience wanted to support you, what would be the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, my wife hosts an annual event called Ava's Kitchen. And it's with Chef Michael Mina. And we do it um, every February. It actually just passed. It was an incredible event. I'd wait again for that. Um, also, okay. if you purchase the book, um, a lot of the proceeds from that benefit pediatric cancer, um, mm-hmm. and so that's a great way to get involved. And then the lastly, you know, look, if you don't have any money to share, and that's fine, no big deal, just go ahead and go donate some blood. You never know what kind of impact that could have.
1: That's awesome. We will do that, all right? I've got a good audience, and then I've got big hearts. Cool. So, Jason, what commonly held truth do you disagree
0: with? What commonly held truth do I disagree with? Mm-hmm. Um, just the hacking mentality, Mm. probably I disagree with, Mm -hmm. I would probably, you know, I think this idea of life hacking has an allure, you know, it's, 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 it's sexy, right? It's like, Hey, I'm going to hack my way to this. But I think what we oftentimes forget is that anytime that we hack our way to anything or create some type of shortcut, oftentimes it comes with some type of long-term or some type of potential downside. And I think sometimes we don't talk enough about that. I'll Mm -hmm. give you an example. Let's just say you're a guy at a company and you're a you know middle level manager, and you get r- brought up to a CFO position or whatever. At first, you're saying to yourself, "Man, I got the salary, I got this, I got that." But all of a sudden, you then shift your lifestyle towards that because you've given you've been given this. But maybe you didn't have the earned confidence, right? Maybe you didn't have the background to actually deserve that position. And mm-hmm. eventually, it's going to catch up to you. And mm-hmm. when you get let go, you don't have the foundation to be s- structured on to then go do it again and again and again. I think that's something that people need to realizes that with any hack there there generally is some type of potential downside that's all
1: I like it that's I, I really like that question I always get a really interesting answer from people and uh, that was one of the better ones I really liked it I think the shortcuts is uh, especially in this fast paced you know immediate gratification society we live in a, a lot of people are doing themselves a, a disservice by by looking for those hacks for yeah sure. I mean
0: it's something I, I was talking about it earlier today you know like you get what you pay for and when I was in a uh, high school or college, I, I bought this car and I, I long story short, I learned a valuable lesson that, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And mm-hmm. with hacks, I think there's a way that you can, like when we talk about like fitness hacks, like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to put in the work. I mean, and that's one of the things I love about fitness is that it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter anything. If you're not willing to put in the work, no one else can do it for you. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a great equalizer for most people. Because it doesn't matter your ethnic background, your It doesn't doesn't. It's it doesn't matter. You got to put in the right. work.
1: What is something that uh, few people know about you that you wish more people did?
0: I mean, a lot of people know. I mean, those who have been, you know, following our story for a long time have, have a lot of information about me. But you know, I would just say that I'm not just a CrossFit Games athlete. I think I get pinned a lot as an athlete because of my accolades and that. But I think mm-hmm. what oftentimes people, what I'm really passionate about is improving people's lives and building these businesses that could do that. And I, the entrepreneur side of me is something I'm really passionate about that often people don't see that as much of a side because it's not as like sexy as saying, oh, I was on ESPN doing CrossFit stuff, whatever.
1: hmm mm-hmm. If there were three guiding principles for your success, what would they be?
0: Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's important to identify what you're passionate about, but also at the same time, you can't be all – foo-foo about it like just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you should actually pursue it i think you have to have the earned confidence in the background to be able to go ahead and um get yourself into it so like take for example me um i was really passionate about fitness but i knew that if i wanted to start a business i needed to educate myself on that and just because you're passionate about doesn't mean you should open a business but for me i then seeked out mentors seeked out experts to allow me to feel more comfortable and confidence to do that so Mm -hmm. i'd say you know obviously following my passion Knowing what I know and know what, knowing what I don't know, right, are two really important things. Mm-hmm. And then obviously incorporating this AMRAP mentality, I think, has been really important for me. I think it's right. allowed me to have some levels of success, not only in business and in CrossFit, but also trying to be a good husband to my high school sweetheart and trying to be the best hus- uh, you know, um, father I could be. So I'd say those three things, you know, like knowing what I know, and knowing what I don't know identifying what my passion is and having like the confidence and the earned confidence to be successful at what I want to do. And then mm-hmm. obviously incorporating this mindset.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, repetition, they say it's, it's the mother of skill. I think it's the mother of success as well. Right. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Jason, what would be the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, I mean, my Instagram is probably where I'm most active on. Okay. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's Jason Kalipa. If you want to check out my website, Jason Kalipa, we have a a podcast. Where we interview interesting people just with unique backgrounds in athletics and, and business.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, and, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I have a YouTube channel. I have a lot of other stuff, but in general, it's Instagram and my website.
1: Fantastic. Well, Jason it has been a pleasure. Let's stay in touch. Let's do this again.
0: Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. I hope everybody has a, you know, an awesome day and, I, and thank you again for having me on your show.
1: You bet. Yeah, we got 10 copies of Jason's book, as many reps as possible. So the first 10 people to give comments down below the the YouTube channel, we'll go ahead and make sure that you get a copy of that. And uh, yeah, God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, and I'll see you next Thursday on another episode of Thought Leader Thursday, right here on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Take care.